Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The passion for the world's beautiful game has never been stronger. And now there is one place to get all your insight, analysis, and hot topic discussion. Especially if you're a fan of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy, or their heated rival, LAFC. It's time to roll out the ball and kick things off here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, former MLS goalkeeper Dan Kennedy and soccer broadcast veteran Mark Rogandino. And just like the rest of Major League Soccer, Dan Kennedy and myself, Mark Rogandino, are back from our international break. I feel like I should cue a little Mark Morrison, return of the Mac right here, DK. (laughs) It is great to be back with you here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Ah, Rogues, it's great to be back with you here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network, my friend. Uh, you know, we got a lot to get to here. Uh, obviously, we have to since we've had a little break in the action uh, and now that we're kind of getting back into the regular rhythm and really down to the nitty gritty. Obviously, we'll uh, we'll look back on this midweek result for the L.A. Galaxy, go all the way back to the weekend. LAFC with the 2-2 draw down in Orlando against Orlando City, the Lions. And then, uh, of course, we also have to start to uh, look ahead to what is a busy and crucial weekend uh, especially when you consider what's at stake, LAFC with a chance to wrap up the Western Conference and that number one spot in the West. And then LAG, they're running out of time. They're going to need some wins. And, of course, that involves uh, our picks, DK, which are uh, partly presented by my bookie. I mean, we've had the opportunity to team up with um, my bookie where you can go in and uh, bet on some MLS. If you want to bet on some NFL, boy, what a first weekend in, in the National Football League. Oh, my God. You kidding me? That it. This whole A.B. controversy with him going to the Raiders and then ended up at the Patriots looked like the whole time it was his original team of choice. Um, it, Can you imagine if that was happening in Major League Soccer? I, kind of, yeah. I, it would actually be good. Great. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just haven't. It's uh, He was so combative with the GM and at the Raiders that there was no other option. And... Um, uh, I don't know. He he looks like I don't I don't know if it was the, if his agent is this thought out, but man, it, look, it looks like they got exactly what they wanted. Um. Well, yes, but now the latest allegations are going to play out. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. By the way, you can use the promo code Galaxy if you go to mybookie.ag. They will double your deposit and get you going in week two of the NFL. You can bet on some games. You can even bet live at games that already started. You can also uh, throw down some wagers on Major League Soccer as we're heading into, I think we're calling it week 28 now, coming Correct. around this time. Um, so, yeah, plenty to do over there. And uh, maybe make yourself a little money off uh, DK and I and the picks that we come up with. Again, it's uh, promo code GALAXY at mybookie.ag. Uh, I think we should start with the most recent, and that's the LA Galaxy, because they're in a bit of a crux here. Uh, DK, yep. you, you were on the broadcast last night. If I told you at the beginning of the year that the Galaxy would lose twice to the Colorado Rapids, you would call me crazy. Well, I'd tell you they're not a playoff team either. And that's that's the, the discerning thing is this this Galaxy team is so um, confusing to try to pin down on, on what why they're good or why they're not. And I've come to this conclusion in the, the games in which there's not something big to play for or it's not a great atmosphere and it's a far inferior opponent, 
they, this is when they struggle the most. Um, yes. it, it, it seems like Ebro was disinterested at, at times last night. In these games where there is no atmosphere, I feel like he gets in his head more rogues and then he's he he does more of the shoulder shrugging and uh has has a negative impact on on some of his teammates and uh, these are opposed the to the opposite uh, right. opposite end of the spectrum right say t- lining right. up against seattle or lafc LFC. yeah and he, he then he goes and scores goals and gets in front of the other benches and he gets everyone fired up and he he's a leader um, and in, in, and we both know in Major League Soccer, the difference between uh, the worst team in the conference and the sixth place team in the conference is typically two or three players. So if Ebra's not pulling his weight in those light games, then uh, you, you, they become a little bit problematic. And then, you know, you add the uh, international break. Jonah Dos Santos doesn't play. He's he's probably the most influential player throughout a match for the, ga- for the Galaxy. Um, and to your point, the predicament of five games left, uh, today, outside of the playoffs, um, pressure questions all start to, to t- kind of mount. And when we look ahead to what is happening this weekend, hosting a sporting Kansas City team that has found some form. Right, right, right. And I, there's probably two ways you can look at it, right? You can either start with, oh, all of a sudden they've dropped to eighth place and they're on the outside looking in when you refer to the playoff picture. Or you could maybe go in the other direction and say, as you've alluded to, between second and all the way down to ninth, that's a total of Four nine points. points. No, from all the oh, way down yeah, to Sporting correct. Kansas City to ninth, it's right, right. a total of nine points um, with all of those teams having five games remaining in the season. I think Colorado is probably, yes, that was a big win for them, but an outside shot there, a full 10 points back, that's a lot to make up in five games. Yeah, I think Colorado would probably have to win out to give themselves a chance, which we've seen Salt Lake uh, nearly do that uh, in, what was that, 2011 when, when they won it. Um, but Kansas City at 37 points is, is, is here to play spoiler. And the one thing the Galaxy faces, LAFC right now are so good, teams are a little fearful. And the Galaxy team that they are, and the club that the Galaxy has been in Major League Soccer, this is still a team that clubs get up to play for. And uh, yep. there's not the, the problem now is there's no fear factor that's included with that. And um, I don't know. Especially I coming to especially coming to Southern California at Dignity Health Sports Park, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you look at the Galaxy, they've lost four of their 14 home games this year. That's not a ton, but still, in past years, it would have been one or two. Well, and when you think about who they lost to, um, it hurts even worse because it was Bruce's first game with New England Revolution. It was Colorado Rapids. Um, I know they had a poor performance against Columbus Crew there earlier this season. So it, it's uh, it's the games again that are you know teams that are not playoff teams that are giving them the most problems, and that's to to date that's Sporting Kansas City. Um, so they, the mentality of the group, at least from a, a comment standpoint after the game last night is right. Every game's a playoff game. You know, you have to put yourself in this cup mentality. Um, uh, uh, but- let me, let me jump in and ask you because you have a pulse on this team and you cover them week in and week out. Uh, cause I was thinking about this earlier today before we came on here to the believe sports podcast network. Is it, is it. Feasible that some people could think if if you're a Galaxy fan, you're a diehard supporter of this team for a long time, you're within the club, could think, hey, we've made a lot of strides under Scalotto in his first season and with the talent level, how because they definitely have raised the bar from what they had far better than last year. 
Yes, for sure. For but is that is that enough if you don't make the playoffs this year? Well, it's enough to keep the coaching staff around, but it, it also it, it also. But are you are you okay with it? Are you are no. you are you pleased? No. Are you like okay? Well, we've made strides now. Next year, we're going to take it to another another uh, level. No, you cannot spend what the Galaxy have spent this year and not make the playoffs. There, there is, uh, there's no excuse for it, Rogues, and and I, I think that the reaction of management needs to be patient, but it also needs to be uh, an improvement of of players uh, around the team. And the the one hole I still see in this team is the outside backs, mm-hmm. and you have Shelvick, who's not a true outside back, playing out left back. Uh, last night and in a, in a lot of games this year. And then you yep. have Felcher on the right side, who's a big, big, strong guy. He's an incredible athlete, uh, but he do, he's not necessarily a tactical, um, tactically astute soccer player. And if you fill those holes, then this is a playoff team. But that, to me, is the, the basis of their struggles in the back line has, has started with those outside backs. So uh, they're not far away. Um, and that's why well, was that the problem last night? They couldn't score goal. They, they couldn't score goals with all that talent. They only scored one goal last night. Yeah. Last night, their, their, their issue last night was no Jonah Dos Santos. The engine. Yeah. The yeah, engine. For sure. For I sure. mean, he, he, he is there. He, I mean, he is far more impactful than any one midfielder on LAFC because LAFC have just a, a, a higher level across the, the midfield line. And so when you have a player of Jonah's quality go missing, the level just drops a little bit more. Uh, speaking of the black and gold, let's transition over to the top team in Major League Soccer. Uh, they've had two weeks in a row, Dan, where they've had the opportunity, uh, LAFC have, to wrap up the number one spot in uh, the Western Conference. And that would mean home field advantage through as far as you could go. They really can almost wrap up the supporter shield at this right. point too. And, and that would mean if they can do it and go all the way through the playoffs, not only do they get the host first it. round by, but they would host MLS cup at bank of California stadium. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> uh, since our time here on believe they did have their first ever home loss, losing two nothing to Minnesota United two weeks back. Right. And then they go on the road all the way across the country to Orlando city. They didn't look their best. Uh, but they did get a 2-2 draw and earn a point on the road. Both those games, by the way, without Carlos Vela. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, you start to sprinkle in some of these ingredients. And you and we remember now that Vela didn't play in the Gold Cup. He hasn't had international call-ups. This team has been firing on all cylinders. And uh, maybe, just maybe, if Vela is not involved, this team's just not as good. Yeah, I would. I, I think that's right. Um, other teams have, have maybe been more impacted by international call-ups than this LAFC team, uh, just because of Vela's, uh, absence from the Mexican national team, which I still don't understand. Um, now I don't think the, the pressure of wrapping up the Western conference, uh, in a game or two is impacting this team's performance. Um, I do think that, you know, they've, they've, they've certainly rotated the squad um, and the performance has dropped and uh, you have to give credit to Minnesota one. I, w- w- I we were both at that game. Um, yes. Min- Minnesota executed beautifully. I mean, they, w- they put on a defensive clinic and then exploited the attack. Um, when they had the opportunity to LAFC was one way traffic controlled the show. Uh, but they just couldn't find a way in the back of the net. And it, my feeling was that if they could find one, they would find five. Uh, but they didn't find it. 
So I, that was like the one-off anomaly game of the year. And then Orlando wasn't a terrible performance. Orlando scrapped their way back into that game, and, and it was probably a fair result. Uh, and, by, and by the way, two really good goals from Mason Toy for in that 2 nothing loss right. against, against Minnesota United. I mean, two first-half goals, both with the left foot uh, just curling in, the, in different corners, beating uh, Tyler Miller in goal. And so, yes, and, and as, as I said in some of our post-game coverage on YouTube TV, as a lot of people are asking on their way out the stadium, how are you going to talk about this one? We're not used to losing. And I said, <laughs> I said, better it happening right now than in the first round of the MLS Cup playoffs, as right. it did a season ago against Real Salt Lake. So, uh, and and I think Bob Bradley is finding something out about his team in the absence of Carlos Vela. He's finding out where certain guys can step up and where certain guys maybe are not so comfortable going outside their normal role. Yeah, and honestly, I think maybe there's a little mental fatigue from the entire group as well. I would um, agree. And that's, you know, we talked about this two, three weeks ago about what happens when you get so far in front of the pack and um, you start looking ahead. And it, it, even if you address it internally and say, hey, boys, we've got to stay focused, it's just easier said than done. Um, so squad rotation, Vela, you're missing the best player in the league at the moment. Um, and then that, that, that mental fatigue of pushing so hard and, and creating that gap and you get a little comfortable and, and now things, you know, what you want to do is make sure that, okay, you got five games left, make sure you pick up three wins, get everybody fit and, and hungry again, and then have a real strong playoff push. Cause this year's different rogues. I mean, the, the finals on yep. November 10th, it's not, it's not December 10th. First week of December. Right. Right. Yeah. So that, I mean, to me, that is, uh. There's no longer this, okay, get to the playoffs, and if you get through the first round, you get to take a big, deep breath. You don't get to now. You still have to really keep the pedal down. Which is how, I, I think, in all fairness, is how it should be, right? It should yeah, be. Agreed. They, they, they shouldn't stretch the MLS Cup playoffs over the course of five weeks. It should be, hey, this you know, this is the playoffs. Let's go at it. Let's eliminate a team quickly in that, in that first round. Get on. The teams that had buys should be ready to host in. Um, one thing I do want to get your thoughts on is Brian Rodriguez. We've gotten a couple of different sample sizes, including uh, Rodriguez being a part of Uruguay and going up against the U.S. Yeah, men's national right. team. Uh, this guy's going to bring it. He's going to bring a different attacking element um, than maybe LAFC. I, he seems to be the most outside of Vela, maybe the most one-on-one -on -one dynamic, dynamic player yeah. that the black and gold will have for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, he he definitely only nineteen too. Only nineteen. I know, I know. and and he doesn't like. He looks like a twenty five year old out there. Yep. Um, very mature and very confident. And Rossi is more of a combination player. Um, where this guy out and out one v one will will eat eat you for lunch. And what that's going to do is as he's on the wing, these these isolation plays where he's one v one on an on a on an outside back, um, it's going to require a midfielder to slide, a defender to slide, and then the space starts to open up in the middle of the field for the other the other three or four attacking players. Um, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to see this guy develop uh, in this system because Bob's done such a great job with young players throughout his career in Major League Soccer. You think of Johnny Bornstein, Sasha Kleschen, um, the list The list really goes on. I think, uh, I think though, it, it is important to pump the brakes a little bit in the sense that I thought in that Minnesota game, I thought, hey, this, okay, novella. 
Rodriguez is going to make his first start for LAFC. I thought, okay, this is a golden chance for him to really capture uh, not just the fan base even further than he already did with his debut against the Galaxy, but to, to say, watch out Major League Soccer. And he didn't do that. He didn't. He didn't do that in that game. I don't know if there was too much pressure, and consequently, Bob took him out at halftime, right? Uh, and made and made some changes to the lineup for the second half. So, you, you you do have to pump the brakes a little bit and say, you know, that's a lot of pressure for a 19 year old. But we really haven't seen him out on the field with Carlos Vela yet, because remember right. he came he came on as a substitute for Vela about the hour mark against the Galaxy a couple weeks back. And so I think it's important that we're going to get that opportunity probably in the next couple of weeks to see Rodriguez and Vela on the field. And something tells me that that will aid the growth and the the role for Brian Rodriguez because he won't have as much attention on him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, you, we always talk about the acclimation period of new players into Major League Soccer. Um, yep. Young players in, in particular. I mean, this is just a it's a physical league. It's a. It's it's a different dynamic than playing in South America or Europe for whatever reason, um, and y- y- it takes time. It, not often do you see players just fill in and and have instant impact, uh, but the potential with Rodriguez is there without question. While I have you on the topic and mentioning uh, national team play. What did you make, uh, as we go from club to country, what did you make of what this U.S. men's national team showed you in a couple of matches over the last 10 days? Well, I disappointed against Mexico. Um, I think everyone was just flat, trying to play, not executing well, um, and giving up goals from making mistakes. And, you know, at the international level, the one thing that you will get punished for is making making defensive errors or mistakes. You'll get punished a lot more than you will in Major League Soccer, for example. It's just a higher level. And uh, the one, you know, the, the disheartening thing for me with, with Mexico is for so many years, we just had their number. We had some mental edge, some competitive Agreed. advantage. Even though I think they've always been a better, deeper team, we have had something against them. And through Jurgen Klinsmann's era, we got away from this mentality um, and this, the, to me now we're so football focused, we've gotten away from what we're good at. And typically the American side comes together is a very consistent performance that can grind out games and Burhalter's at asking guys to play in a system that you need to train in every single day. And you do not have that luxury on the international level. So it's going to have it's you're going to have these performances in which you ooh and all over uh, where the team looks good and they're on the same page and they're fluid and in, in possession. Um, but then you're going to have these performances like Mexico, what which are just frustrating. Um, and I don't know how you get a team, uh, an international team to play that system when you don't get to train together. The only international team that's done this rogues is Spain. And it was when Pep Guardiola was coaching Barcelona. I just I, I, I to build on your point, I agree. I think it's a lot of it has nothing to do with the tactical factor, with the uh, physically fit factor right now for this U.S. team. I think it has to do with everything that's between the ears. And that starts from the top all the way down. I don't look at I don't look at this group, a lot of great talent, but I don't look at this group and be and think about the pieces in the past that were coming in and 
Landon Donovan, he's going to find a way to beat you. Uh, the, the defense was held together by two really good center backs, and then right. you had a different outside attacking backs that you knew could get forward and get into the fold yeah. and cause havoc. And I just, I don't see that. Like, I, I don't know if it's point, a fear factor, point. but I just don't see it. To your point, Chirundalo, study steady as they come. Could, yep. could could sit could sit back and hold a, a flat back four and, and weather the storm against any team any winger and then in the opportunist opportunistic way to get into the attack he's there Jaden Merritt take him on your team any day of the week Carlos yep. Bocanegra captain captain America I mean you you Tim Howard and goal I mean Stefan he he set himself back against Mexico um, and I actually think now Guzan probably just, he's getting Guzan likely goalkeeper of the year in major league soccer. Uh, he's at a 30, he's 35 years old. Um, he's going to make a real hard push here. And I think, uh, maybe Brad with what he's been through Guzano from Europe, now back into major league soccer, feet on the ground, winning cups with Atlanta. He just may be more confident, uh, than Zach Steffen in the next cycle. And he probably, he, to be fair, all the time that he has, you know, bit his tongue and st- stood back and let Tim awesome, Howard man. be the be the guy, been a professional, been the backup for for so many, whether it's international friendlies, it's qualifying. He's just he's done his job. He probably deserves. We're two goalkeepers here. He probably deserves that opportunity, right, to be I, the number one in a World Cup. I agree. I agree. And listen, Brad is is super clean with the ball on his feet. Um, and he's not going to, he more often, he's not going to play himself into trouble, which that's, I, I highly value. Um, so he can play in that system that Berhalter wants to play. Um, so I hope Greg, I hope Greg Berhalter is open to it because yeah, I agree with you. He, he deserves it. He's been a consummate professional for a national team. Well, on that note, uh, I think we start to look ahead to the weekend and, of course, uh, start to make our picks as to what we think will happen couple, for L- LA- games. Couple LAFC, games. LAFC at Philadelphia. The Galaxy will be home to host Sporting Kansas City. And then, of course, we also have our uh, wild card picks that we will throw at you as well. Again, uh, if you want to get in on the picking action, you too can join in, right? Maybe find a $100 bill on the street. Would you pick it up or walk away? Well, <laughs> We're willing to give it to you with our friends at uh, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code GALAXY. Although we might have to talk to him, DK, about changing that promo code if the Galaxy are going to stay outside those top seven spots in the West. Um, Again, go ahead. You play, you win, and you get paid. Go over to uh, mybookie.ag. And with that, Dan, uh, we turn to our picks coming up for the weekend. So it's time we put our money where our mouth is, DK. Uh, And just to keep everybody up to speed, we have been doing this since week one. If you've been missing our weekly picks, well, you probably missed out on putting a little bit of cheddar in your pocket. A little cheese. Uh, At least if if you've been following my picks. Um, But uh, (laughs) Kenny comes up with a couple of hot takes every now and then, too. So uh, let's start with the Saturday night game out in the city of brotherly love. Although I hear the Philly folks don't like you to refer to it as that, but I digress. Uh, it's at talent energy stadium as LAFC make their first ever trip out to Philadelphia to take on the union. Uh, I should add the black and gold have stayed DK after the two, two draw down in Orlando, they have stayed on the East coast. I don't have the insight whether or not Carlos Vela has joined the group yet. 
and that's that's the game for me. X factor. Uh, X factor. If 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 I knew Vela was fit and starting and playing in that game, I think I give LAFC the edge. But since I don't know, and I need to mix this thing up, and I'm in your dome right now, and I know that you're gonna uh, pick LAFC for the win, I'm gonna take a two-two draw here. I just think Ooh. this this Philly team is gritty, man. Um, they're they're uh, they, they've continued throughout the season to grind out some very tough results against Atlanta, NYCFC, um, and that this is a game I think that they're really going to get up for. They've won back to back games. The Union have, uh, and they've won four of their last five. Meanwhile, LFC their biggest stumble of the season as they have gone winless in three matches dating back crazy to the to the to the three three results uh, with the LA Galaxy. So you have to be wondering what is going to happen in this one. And believe it or not, the Union have been talking a bunch of trash about anyone that comes into our house. We're not scared. We're going to take you down. Best of luck. Um, but something in me, and I like I said, uh, I don't have the inside. Oh something in me, something in me tells me that I don't think Carlos Vela is going to make that trip all the way that, out there. That's my feeling. That is um, my feeling. You know, I mean, because by virtue of last Long night's results travel. in the West, uh, LAFC now actually do. We didn't make it crystal clear earlier. LAFC have the Western Conference, so they have the berth in the CONCACAF Champions League for 2020. They have the Western Conference because Minnesota lost. And um, they beat Philadelphia 4-1 at the bank last June. You're going to hate me for this, but I'm, I'm going to side with you, and I'm going to go with the 2-2 oh, draw as well. It should almost be illegal. It should, it be. should be illegal. It should okay, be illegal. Okay, I'll tell you what then. I'll tell you what then. I'll tell you what then. I'm going to go out on a limb then. I'm going to go out on a limb then. And um, you got to think it has goal. No, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll say LAFC win two one. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go fair. with that. Yeah, that's. It gives you. It gives you. Gives you a puncher's chance. A puncher's chance for Dan Kennedy, who is uh, trailing by ten in the standings. Two points. Um, okay. All right. All right. Well, you definitely need that, but you need me to get zero points. So we move on to Sunday then, and that means the Galaxy, thankfully, are back at home against Sporting Kansas City. Okay. First, first, what the inquiring minds want to know, do you have any duties for the game on Sunday? Uh, no duties for the game on Sunday. It was supposed to be a Spectrum Sportsnet game. Fox picked it up, so it'll be on the national broadcast. I imagine that'll be John and Stu on Sunday. Um, it, I it's going to take money out of your pocket like that. You, you know, know what I mean? Just, it hurts, just dip man. it in there, bud. Dip it in should there. We, should we put out our Venmos on here for anybody listening? I mean, it's just, they, they did take a little bit of but it's Sunday. It's Sunday night. Oh. I, get, I get Sunday fun day with the family now. So I, I, yeah. I, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. A little football, I'll, a couple I'll, of cold lattes. Yeah, uh-huh. a couple, couple, couple of road sodies. Um, mm-hmm. And this Kansas City team has been better. They're not necessarily better on the road. Um, with Galaxy's woes um, defensively, the one thing sporting Kansas City ha- ha- for the first time under Peter Vermees, they have not been locked down defensively. Right. Typically, Peter's teams are always locked down defensively, and this Icopara pickup in Minnesota has just shifted it. And you, sometimes, you know, you got a guy who's a little bit awkward, but Ike makes plays, man, and that's what this back line's missing for Kansas City. I don't know who's going to try to match up with, with the big man Ibra. 
Um, if if I go with my gut, I, I think actually the Galaxy win this game two to one, and they're going to make this a, a really interesting playoff push. But this ga- <laughs> Rogues. This Galaxy team, okay, you play to your strength in that Ibra is one of the best players in the world at holding the ball up, and you play direct. But they don't have the midfield to go win those second balls, right? Okay. They want the all their midfielders want the ball to their feet, and so if if Ibra was on uh, the Red Bulls, for example, and they just played this direct soccer, win the knockdowns, and just go to goal as fast as possible. Um, it would almost be the perfect system for Ibra, uh, I think, um, just because of how clinical he is. But with all the midfielders that Galaxy have, they want the ball to the feet, and they haven't been good enough to dominate midfield without Jonah Dos Santos. My anticipation is that Jonah Dos Santos, and it'll be a full a full side for the Galaxy at home. This is a must-win. They have to win this game. It's not win or go home yet. Um, it's too tight of a race in the Western Conference, but my my takes Galaxy two one. Yeah, I, I I think you know this at this time of year, as we know, DK. From me covering the league for a long time, and you a player in this league for a long time, these become six point shifts, right? Because especially where Sporting Kansas City is in the standings right behind the galaxy. So you you keep Sporting Kansas City from getting any points, and you take three points. All of a sudden, you've really shifted that gap. So, yeah. and, uh, and, Rose, and might I might I say this? If Kansas City lose, I think their playoff hopes are done. They're they're they, no, they are 100. percent So I agree. I so agree. for them, they're the ones that have all the pressure. And yeah, I think they both have a ton of pressure. Yeah, and I no, I think they City, they both have a ton of pressure. Going home, and if the Sporting Kansas City lose, they're going home. But I agree with you. I think the Galaxy keep their playoff hopes alive by a little more than a thread. I wouldn't call it a thin thread. I would call it a little more than a thread because they win here in this one and they have four games left and they still have an opportunity to get enough points. I think that they could be a seven or a six seed uh, in the Western Conference playoff picture. But yeah. so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna agree with you. I think the Galaxy win this game, but my scoreline is gonna be three one. Okay. Like it. Yeah, I mean, I when I look at the Western Conference, to touch on, on your points, um, FC, FC Dallas is going to slip up. That's the, that's the team, I think, is going to slip up. Timbers still rolling a bit. San Jose have had a t- tough result. I think maybe they're getting a little tired, but they're scrappy. Minnesota's good. Seattle's good. Salt Lake, tricky match. That, actually, that Salt Lake game that uh, that Galaxy is going to play against Salt Lake is going to be very meaningful. But you, you remember, so, so Galaxy play Sporting Kansas City, they play Houston Dynamo, they play Vancouver Whitecaps, three teams that are below them on the table. They have right. one of the most favorable schedules moving forward. If they do not get into the playoffs, it is their own damn fault. And by the way, as we're turning our attention to a wild card pick for each of us. There is some really great matches. Seattle's at home to New York Rebels. Obviously, Seattle fighting for where they want to be in the Western Conference. New York fighting to make sure that they stay in there. Minnesota is home to host Real Salt Lake. Huge win last night for Real Salt Lake. But uh, Minnesota, I think it was a loss to Houston. Yes, it was a loss to the right. Houston Dynamo. Who and Christian, you had to feel good for Christian Ramirez. He gets right. one against his, one of his former clubs. Right. Uh, and then and then also on Sunday, Portland. What what it 
what a deal it turned out to be for Portland, right? It was the first nine games <laughs> on the road. Right. But then all of a sudden you play of your the final two thirds of the season, you're you end up playing seventeen games right. of what is it, twenty four, twenty five games. You play seventeen of those at home. And Huge the fact advantage. that they were the fact that they were close to 500, Bob Bradley hates that too, but I've had yeah. conversations with him and he's like, what are we doing with the team, you know, playing on the road, you know, nine games and, right. but it, it is what it is, you know? And, um, so give me, give me what, give me what happens in a wild card battle somewhere. What's, what's going on? Well, Where are you putting I, your attention? Yeah, I, I think I, well, a couple, there's a couple good there's stories. There's two I have my eye on DK. There's well, two so, that I have my eye on and so, they're both in the East. So Toronto's hosting Colorado. Robin Frazier's done a great job since he's arrived in Colorado. He's got two wins under his belt out of two games. So he goes back to Tor- Toronto um, in some type of homecoming, right, with all of his best buds sitting across the touchline. And this he Toronto was Greg team. He was Greg Vanny's assistant, correct? When, correct, when, correct. When Toronto won, okay. And, and he, came, he came, he was in Toronto this year as an assistant coach and he came that's where he left to, to go to Colorado but Tor- Toronto is still duking it out in the Eastern Conference to have um a, a playoff berth because it's tight there too you're talking about 42 points down to to, to 35 or 37 points and you're out of the playoffs so um it's an important game for both sides and I think Colorado if they win it there they might think that they have a chance. They might. And, you know, and they, someone, someone on this podcast, not named Mark, called them dead at least a few weeks ago. I still think they're dead, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Minnesota Real Salt Lake game is really interesting. That could be a playoff matchup um, to, to look out for. Uh, Atlanta um, is just going to go to Cincinnati and smash them. Uh, that's a game that I would I would I would pick. At, and, Atlanta, and, Atlanta home to Columbus. Oh, I'm sorry, I looked past it. Atlanta, Atlanta home to home to Columbus. Yeah, that's right. They have a midweek game. Sorry. And yeah. uh, uh, okay, so back to where I'm going with all of this. Atlanta is my pick, whether it's Ooh. home against Columbus or or away at, at Cincinnati. Um, they they've been a team that when when the when, when it's time to go lift a cup, they've done it all season. And now when you look at the at the Eastern Conference, uh, it, it's important for them to make a little bit of a push here. And um, what does Columbus have to play for? Nothing. And Colum- I, I tell you what, man. Columbus is, is just – they had a, a little bit of win in the sales after they beat Cincinnati, but – they're just not uh, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, so, they do not. They don't have the firepower. Yeah, three-one Atlanta. Okay, okay, and that makes my pick really easy because it was the one that I originally circled on the map, and that would be uh, Le Impact de Montreal playing at home at Stade Saputo. <laughs> wow! And, and uh, home to FC Cincinnati. Uh, you, we've talked about just I, picking I, against FC Cincinnati right, all season long. Right. And so Mont- Montreal, I think a team that is just outside the just outside the eighth eighth spot spot in the East right now, they are two points behind seventh place New England, so they got to have it. And again, what's FC like Columbus? Columbus not officially mathematically eliminated, but FC Cincinnati are. So they are just playing for uh, as we used to say shits and giggles, and. I just think Montreal has the firepower at home, and I think Montreal will win this game by the same scoreline you have for Atlanta, 3-1. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, Put I your money I, where I, your I, mouth is. Buddy, Montreal is not that good, but they do have some some decent players. Uh, Wilmer Cabrera, um, what's it got to be about his fourth or fifth week in charge. Um, I don't expect them to be a playoff team, but this this is a game that if they take, they'll, they'll be right in the mix. Seven How about New England Revolution? From dead to in the playoff picture. And How about two, that? There's two names. There's two names that you have to talk about immediately: Gustavo Bo, right, and Bruce Reed. And we called. How many games did we call Gustavo Bo's last year of, of League MX? And we're like, dude, this guy is legit. Club Tijuana, him, and he was uh, up top with another Argentine, Ariel Nahuel Pan. Who Nahuel the Pan two of them were piece. just were just on. You could not stop them, and especially at home on that crazy turf at Estadio Caliente. Right. But I agree with you. I think New England is one of those teams where they'll have a chance, even on the road, to knock out, say, a Toronto FC in in yeah. the in yeah. in the first round. Um, those three top, those three teams: NYCFC, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. Those are the cream of the crop. The, one of those, two of those three teams are going to play for the Eastern Conference title when it's all said and done, without yep. question. Yeah, without question. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you look over the Western Conference, I don't think it's as crystal clear. I, I would think LAFC with what if they're full strength, they would be the team that's hosting. But who do they end up playing out of? I mean, to be honest, if the Galaxy get in, nobody wants to face them because they can they can tear you up in one game. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. It's going to be good. And guess what? DK, Dan Kennedy, and myself, we will take you all the way up through it, all the way through the regular season. And uh, we will definitely have to jump on here and do a couple of pods just as we get into the MLS Cup playoffs. But uh, uh, It's going to come quick, buddy. For this week, um, I forgot to mention, uh, for any of those out there that have YouTube TV, you can catch the LAFC broadcast. We have actually exclusive LAFC all the way, the rest of the way on YouTube TV. Cha-ching, 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 uh, which I'm happy uh, about. Uh, and uh, a former uh, teammate of yours, uh, HP, HP3? HP3. One of HP3. My best buds, dude. He, he Pierce, Pierce will be joining us on the YouTube TV broadcast. We'll get to see his uh, demolition man, blonde locks. Yeah, he's looking and he's looking like a he's looking like a different cat. I, I I posted on his Instagram when he posted the picture of him with this. If you haven't seen it, folks, go check out Heath Pierce on Instagram. He's got these uh, this blonde highlighted, and I said it was a little bit of a uh, blue steel kind of Ben Stiller look. <laughs> <laughs> What a dude! Well, hey, that guy could make some plays too. He was a great player. Oh, one of the one, you were talking about Trundolo earlier uh, yeah. here on the pod. Uh, yeah. One of the best uh, getting forward outside backs with yeah. filthy, filthy skill on so the ball. Sick. It could just could just do crazy moves, good step overs out in space, and and not be afraid to take guys on. I love that about his game. Um, all right, DK. Our, our time is our time has come and gone, and um, make it a great weekend. Look forward to catching up again. Tell all your friends to subscribe. Hit us up here. Check Dan and I on Instagram at uh, one Dan Kennedy on Instagram at the Real Rogo on Instagram. Did I get that right, DK? It's only you been twenty eight weeks. You got it. Buddy. Only been twenty eight weeks for Dan Kennedy. I'm Mark Rogan Dino. Thanks for joining us here on Believe, and it's going to be a great weekend in MLS. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.